0: What's going on, everybody? My name is Britt Jones, and you are listening to Throwback Country Music. This is a podcast where we throw it back to some of the biggest stars and the biggest legends that country music has to offer. If you've missed any of the episodes, you can always go to the archives, throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com. Click on the link that says click here to listen, and it will take you to every single show that we've had since... Our start back in October I want to give a big shout out To my four Canadian friends That I met this week In the Dominican Republic That's right So I flew down to the Dominican to, to, For some nice relaxation And some fun in the sun And all that good stuff And yeah, I've never, I've never just went to a, another country uh, by myself, but a couple of weeks ago, I decided to book a flight and a little vacation package in the DR Puerto Plata. Now, I was there a couple of days hanging out, you know, and you know, after after a couple of days went by, it gets kind of kind of boring, you know. Now I would I would I would meet people at at night and stuff and just kind of start conversations with them, but for Canadian guys that I met, we ended up hanging out and hitting it off for a few days. So let's give a shout out to my boys, Brandon, Jamie, Brad, and Matt. Four awesome dudes. They are from the beautiful city, way out in the country, of Deep River, Ontario. That's right, it's called Deep River. Sounds like a cool name, doesn't it? Well, I'm excited because hopefully this summer, if all goes well, I'm going to go pay those boys a visit, and we're going to hang out, and they're going to show me how Canadians do it. Uh, But we found out we had a lot more in common than what I realized. I've never been to Canada before, but what I did realize is that they like big trucks, they like bonfires, they like going out on the lake, they like to fish, and they love country music. What more could you ask for, right? So, those are my Canadian, or I call them my Dominican brothers, Brandon, Jamie, Brad, and Matt. Thanks for making this Georgia boy feel welcome into your group. Well, this week's show is all about country music star Joe Nichols. Joe Nichols has always been one of my favorite singers since he came out a long time ago. He's been out a, you know, a good while, and he's had so many hit songs. I remember when he first came out years ago, and he had a single called "Broken Heartsville," and I, I loved it. And I loved his 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 the sound of his voice. He had that good he had, and he still does. He has that mix of traditional country vocals in with just these great sounding instruments on his uh, on each one of his records. Now, some of his more recent hits would be "Sunny in 75, the song "Yeah." Um, and can't forget about tequila, makes her clothes fall off. Give me that girl. He also had the song The Impossible. I know, I know that's been a huge song for a lot of people who have overcome certain situations in life. And so that's been a, a, an anthem for them, The Impossible. It's a great song. But Joe has, uh, he, he's done a series, and we'll talk about this in the interview. He's done a series of uh, cover songs that are basically paying tribute to some of his heroes. And one of my favorite covers that he did uh, recently that just came out just a few months ago was Choices by George Jones. If you remember that song, Choices, uh, that, uh, that to me is one of my favorite George Jones songs. And it was his last, I guess you could say, big songs. Uh, but several years ago, and every time I think of the song Choices, I think it back to the Country Music Awards, and I can't remember if it was the ACM Awards or the CMA Awards. Um, but either way, Alan Jackson was performing one of his songs, his, Alan's songs. And for some reason, the, award, uh, the awards committee uh, did not let George Jones perform. And basically what it was like is you know either he's, he's just not uh, cool enough or he's not hip enough or, or they didn't think he was relevant enough to be on the stage even though George Jones paved the way for all of those artists that were nominated. Well, Alan Jackson got really ticked off because he was close, very close buddies with George Jones. He even sang at his funeral. And Alan Jackson, after his song that he played, he went right into the song Choices. And basically, and I loved it because Alan was showing the awards committee, and I, from what I understand, they didn't know he was going to do that. But him and his band went right into George Jones's song and uh, after he played a little bit of it, he walked off the stage as if it was like a, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna uh, honor my my friend and my mentor George Jones," and he did. He 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 honored he honored George uh, that night, and it was a big shocker. I remember it caused a lot of controversy because. Uh, They didn't let George Jones sing that night, but Alan Jackson said he's going to sing that song. And I believe the song was nominated for, like, Song of the Year. And I could be wrong, but maybe all the songs that were nominated that year for Song of the Year, the artist got to perform except for George Jones. But either way, Alan took care of the king, Mr. George Jones, that night by singing one of the classics' choices. So if you get a chance definitely check out Joe Nichols' version of Choices. It's really good. And like I said earlier, Joe has this incredible voice that, and it does, it makes me feel like the 90s. You know, when when 90s country artists were out, and, you know, the the artists had such distinct voices, and that's the same thing with Joe Nichols. He has such a distinctive voice, and it is. it's It's got that 90s feel to me and so me and Joe talk about 90s country and how he grew up on that as well just like I did and and he's just a very interesting and fascinating guy and Joe stays busy he still tours on the road singing all of his hits so if you get a chance be sure you check him out go on the web Facebook social media follow Joe Nichols and all that good stuff now you can also uh, be on our Facebook page. Be sure you go like it if you haven't done so yet. Facebook.com forward slash Throwback Country Music. And that is updated regularly. You can also go to my Facebook page. Become friends with me. That is Facebook.com forward slash Brit Jones Music. That's one T-B-R-I-T, Jones Music. And this that's that's also the same thing with Instagram and Twitter as well, at Brit Jones Music. I would love to hear your thoughts on the show I would love to get feedback from you, and if you haven't done so yet, please hit the subscribe button. That helps the show tremendously, and you can also give us that five-star rating, write a quick review. Apple Podcasts, if you are uh, listening through Apple Podcasts, it has all of that, the subscribe button, the five-star rating, uh, the short review, and then the other apps, whatever you're listening on, whether it's the Anchor app or Stitcher or Google Podcast or Spotify. There's different types of ways you can hit subscribe. So, and it's all free. That's the cool thing about subscribing to podcasts, it's 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 free. You know, these shows are free. But this week's show is brought to you by Kaya Vineyards and Winery. Kaya Vineyards and Winery in Dahlonega has a big uh, event coming up in just a couple of weeks called Jeeps in the Vines. And it's going to be such a fun day, so if you're in the Dahlonega area, be sure you check it, check it out. And you can go to their Facebook page as well, Kaya Vineyards, that's K-A-Y-A, and look at the event that's coming up. Also, there's a commercial later on in this episode of Joe Nichols that will explain what the Jeeps and the Vines is all about. You know, They're going to have food and music and, and all kinds of incredible Jeeps, if you're a Jeep fan. But yeah, so be sure you check that out. Kai Vineyards, very grateful that they are sponsoring this show. Couldn't do it without them. Also, I couldn't do it out without my local sponsors. You know, this, this show is all over the world. As I've told you before, uh, in the past couple of weeks, I got some stats back with my podcast on Throwback Country Music. And the stats showed that we are getting, we're, we're being downloaded each week In different parts of the world and I was gonna look it up real quick and because I was just I was blown away by the people who love country music and who listen to this podcast you've got people in Canada, the UK, South Africa, Germany, Australia, Sweden, India, Brazil, Ireland, Iran, New Zealand, Finland, Kenya, France, Mexico, Philippines, Jamaica, Austria, Russia, Italy, Dominican Republic, Norway, Japan, Romania, the Republic of Moldova, the Republic of Korea, Uganda, Netherlands, Zimbabwe, South Korea, Cyprus, Tunisia, Angola, Thailand, and the Ukraine. Blown away by these stats. Now, whether these are people who used to live in uh, America and they were country fans and they moved overseas or went to a different country for a job or whatever, either way, country music is countrywide, just like Brantley Gilbert says in his song. But it, and for me, it's worldwide. And so I just want to thank each one of you for listening to this show. If you're in one of those countries, a big shout-out to you. Uh, this show wouldn't be possible without all of the listeners. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening to each uh, interview. So many of you have commented and told me that, that you have enjoyed the formats of these interviews. My most downloaded interview yet is Lori Morgan. Lori Morgan is a Grand Ole Opry member, one of the biggest 90s stars, and she is a beautiful soul. And she's the most downloaded show I got. And then you got Restless Heart, Shenandoah, Billy Dean. Those are the top four most downloaded shows that I've had. And so be sure you check those out in the archives if you haven't yet. I love 90s country. I love interviewing the stars and the legends of yesterday. Because these stars and legends, they're still doing it. They're still out on the road. They're still packing out houses. Just because you may not hear them on the radio anymore doesn't mean they aren't being successful out on the road. And that's the really cool thing about country music and country music fans. They will follow you for years and years, and for some cases, decades. They will show up to your shows. So once an artist has several hits, like the 90s artists did, they can take those hits and tour for years and still pack out venues And those are my favorite concerts to go to. You know, for instance, I went and seen Travis Tritt year before last. He sold out the venue, and he played all of his 90s hits. Uh, Saw Wynonna Judd a couple years ago. Same thing. She still packs in the crowd. She'll still play her hits. It's, It's such a cool thing to see the people I grew up listening to still on the road and still drawing in that crowd. And they all have new music as well. They, they still record. They still put out records. So I just want to thank you once again for listening to this show. It means a lot to me. You can email me at jones. that's b as in boy jones, at throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com. Let me know who you want me to bring on the show. We've got a lot of guests lined up and some big surprises for you. You know, a couple of weeks ago I did a show called 1994 where I, I, I dove into the year 1994 in, in country music. And it got such good feedback and such good reviews. And then we did a bonus show uh, last week with, that was all about Shania Twain and where she was at a certain point in the 90s scene. So we're going to be doing more of those type of shows as well where we take an artist or an event – and we tear it apart, we dive down deep into it, and I present it to you. And, and, and I was so fascinated with some of the facts and the research that I did over with Shania Twain's episode and my 1994 episode that really focused on Brooks and Dunn that I thought, why not do more of these type of shows where I can uh, really tear apart and really dive deep into the meat and to the heart of some of these incredible performers And pay honor to them, pay pay these tributes to them. And that's what this show is all about, Throwback Country Music. Well, without further ado, here's my interview with the one and only, Sonny and 75, Mr. Joe Nichols. Enjoy. Well, everybody, we are here today with Country Music Star. And, uh, man, he's a hit-making machine. He's got a latest record out, Never Gets Old, Mr. Joe Nichols. Joe, how you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic, man. You? I'm doing great. And I've been looking forward to asking you a few questions. And before I forget, I just want to go ahead and hit on this because a few months ago, uh, you know when you're on YouTube, you sometimes get those suggestions for music. Well, uh, <laughs> choices was suggested that I listen to it. So I, I clicked on it and I, man, I listened to it. I probably, I wore that thing in the ground. Your version right on, of on that. Man. So uh, tell us about the traditional country series uh, of songs that you've recorded, how that started and, and all that good stuff.
1: Well,
2: you know, it kind of went along with uh, this last album we did. Um, I think my manager, George Corey kind of wanted to capitalize on something I'm really passionate about. And, and um, that is traditional country music, the, the classics.
1: Oh yeah,
2: you know that probably are a little you know um, lost on today's you know country fan base a little sure. a little bit. And so, kind of wanted to highlight my favorites, my favorite singers, my favorite song by those singers, and and kind of want to do like a little series, like every month drop a new song, and yeah, and uh, it was just like I said, it was just something that went along with the the theme of the of the album, which was you know never gets old. These these songs never get old. Oh, and uh, yeah. that was just that was that was something I was really into. Uh, not just because it was, um, like I said, it was a side project to go along with the, the theme of the record. But I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to do an album uh, full of my favorite covers. Yeah. You know, and this is finally a chance to do some of those.
1: Uh,
0: well, let me ask you this, man do you Do you think um, country radio or country fans? Let me say fans are Are they ready for that? that the circle back around that traditional sound that so many of us just are passionate about.
2: Yeah. You know, I I think the country fan base has always been uh, ready for it. Right. Um, I I think more than, than the the type of style being, um, being more successful now than before. Right. Say in the last five or 10 years. I think it's the authenticity, the, the, you know, people are wanting to buy good records, yes. again, and that yes. that leaves the door more open for a good country, traditional country record mm. versus like I said five or ten years ago, where people were just kind of closed minded a little bit on on this type of style versus what's popular. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I think it's it goes back to people nowadays are watching the Grammys and and digging Casey Musgraves and, oh, yeah. and you know Chris Stapleton's a great example. Mm-hmm. That's just good music. Yeah. And whether or not it's traditional or not,
1: right.
2: you know, is, is you know, I, I think it's a byproduct, really, success of the the, the style of music is more, um, like I said, people are open to it, mm. rather than the last, you know, five or 10 years, dictated by a lot of radio success, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of songs that have been played over the past, you know, five or six, 10 years that are, you know, what I like to call a little bit of wallpaper. Mm-hmm. which you know you can walk into a grocery store and it'll be playing you don't really know what's playing
1: right. but it sounds familiar and mm-hmm. you know this song
2: sounds the same as the not the last song and you go about your shopping day and it's kind of it just kind of blends into the wall yeah where i think nowadays i think people are being a little more open to the sturgill simpsons and the casey musgraves chris stapleton's yeah where it actually sticks out and they're like whoa that's a good record and i don't care if you're a traditional guy or a uh, you know, progressive
0: sound, that's, that's a good record. Yeah. That's, that's so, I'm so glad you painted that picture about the the wallpaper and being in the grocery store. That's a perfect example. It <laughs> really is. Uh, well, that brings me to this man. Um, you know, in the nineties and a lot of my guests, Joe are uh, artists that I grew up on in the nineties. And, uh, <clears throat> and I'm sure, you know, a lot of these guys, but I had Billy Dean on the show and he was talking about in the nineties, the songs were so good that, they, I mean, they told stories, there was meat on the bone, um, and and I, I mean, that's is that not true?
2: It's uh, absolutely true. And I think you can look at the explosion of country um, from 1989 on through the 90s, yeah. And and look at the number one thing is the songs.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Not not only was country becoming popular because of you know dance clubs and things like
1: that, but yeah.
2: like Billy Dean would say, and, and you you say that you know the songs were so much better. Mm-hmm. They were catchy, mm-hmm. but they had they had stories. Yeah. and whether it was a two and a half minute story that was about something, you know, significant or insignificant. It was still a story. And, and it, you know, it, you bought into the artist. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you, you, it, it, with Tracy Lawrence, you know, you bought into Tracy Lawrence overall, the artist uh-huh. uh, versus nowadays. You know, the, the comparison nowadays is I think people are one song out, one song out. You know, I I buy into one song. I buy into the single, but I don't know about the guy or the girl, Mm -hmm. bigger picture. And I think you know, the '90s are a a wonderful example of um, the genre. Like I said, exploding because people were bought into the entire scope of the the artist, Mm -hmm. and that's based on good songs, man. Great song, back to back to back, give you a picture of who the artist is, Mm -hmm. and uh, there was more of a complete picture, more of a complete artist back then. I will say that,
1: yeah.
2: And Mm -hmm. I'm, and I'm, uh, I grew up on country music you know, in in the nineties as well. And, you know, my success came after 2002 Uh and I'm more of a, you know, Y2K guy.
1: Yeah.
2: And I think that's the one thing that sticks out to me that we have less of is like you, like you said, meat on the bones and the songs, Uh um, and, and the lack of connection with, with the, the listener and the artist as far as I like this guy or this girl's catalog. Right. I, everything they do, I like, so I buy into the artist.
1: Huh, that's, you know,
2: nowadays, everybody's just trying to get played on the radio, and you kind of lose a little bit of the connection, and a little bit of the depth of the artist, sure. because we're all fighting for that, you know, one of twenty spots.
0: Man, I remember when I was twelve and thirteen, and uh, I, I remember how excited I was to actually go buy a Diamond Rio tape. Or or a, <laughs> yeah. or a little Texas tape, you know. And but that's your saying. But I bought into the artists. I did. I invested yeah. into those artists. And not only that, but I would buy their next record. You know what I mean. So it's just, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's perfect. It,
2: it was definitely. I think it was definitely harder for an artist to come and go mm-hmm. uh, than it, than it is now. I think you can have a hit record now, and people will forget who you are next year. Right. Definitely. Are it's definitely a. Um, what have you done for me lately kind of uh, environment mm-hmm. that we have. And that, this wasn't the case back then. And like you said, you bought the album and that was an event. Yeah. It was something that you went you know, to the record store and bought a, a CD or a tape. And you're like, I can't wait to listen front to back. I can't wait to look at the liners, yeah. the song lyrics, yes. the pictures, you know, it was kind of, yeah. like I said, more of an event. And nowadays it's, oh, I like this song. I shazammed it or a uh, you know Spotify playlist or whatever. Uh-huh. And, I'll i connect and buy that song and get in and get out. Yeah, and you know, like I said, that's the difference between now and you know, twenty years
1: ago. Right, right, and it's
0: uh, and plus, Joe, man, I, I used to even when I was a teenager, music videos were so big, and that <laughs> that caused me to want to buy a song too. You know, and it's yeah, and I still remember certain videos. That's how they stick in my mind. You know, so it's uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's. I, funny.
2: I do think that that you know. Videos have been replaced in a significant way mm-hmm. by the social media interaction, mm-hmm. you know, the Instagram or the YouTube posts, um, because I, I think what videos did back, th- back then
1: yeah.
2: is they gave you a glimpse of their life or, yeah. you know, a visual picture mm-hmm. of this artist, you know, what they look like, kind of their interaction their facial expressions, yeah. any kind of human element there was um, beyond the music that was captured by video most of the time.
1: Right.
2: And nowadays you get a lot of that from a 30 second Instagram video, mm-hmm. excuse me, video from, you know, somebody's front porch or somebody's tour bus or something like that. So I, I think one does serve the same purpose as the other. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a different kind of uh, different medium right. nowadays.
1: Right. Yeah. Um,
0: what, well, who name a couple of artists that stick out to you, Joe, from the nineties that you really, you were digging back then
2: man i was um i've always been since i was a little kid uh a big george Strait fan love you know uh straight country straight from the heart one of mm-hmm. my top two those are two of my top 10 favorite albums of all time oh wow uh and so i, I think george Strait, tracy lawrence stuck out to me and oh yeah in that class you know so and when pure country came along i was already a huge george Strait fan but mm-hmm. i remember the craze that came along, it was like 92 or 93, That came along with that movie, it just, mm-hmm. you know, catapulted him into a different level, but oh, yeah. um, those, those are some of the guys that I liked of that era, Randy Travis,
1: you know, that, oh, was, yeah, of course.
2: that was a lot of time spent on, you know, learning those songs and yeah. digging into the album cuts, yeah. um, so that that's a few of those guys, and, and I've always been drawn to the older stuff, you know, going back further, you know, the Merle Haggard records, you know, the the... Don Williams, the Ronnie Millsap, Keith Whitley, you know, cried like a baby when, when I learned he died. It was uh, oh, wow. around Mother's Day, 1989, I was fairly young, and you know, I was building my mother a, a sidewalk out of gravel, and um, I remember we were listening to the radio station, country radio station there in Arkansas, Yeah. and uh, they announced that Keith Whitley died, and now, like I said, I cried like a baby on the sidewalk, oh. but um, <laughs> that's, like I said, that that's kind of my taste. I like to go back and dig those baritone old classic kind of uh traditional country singers.
0: Yeah. And Did you ever find yourself as a teenager man when you knew this is something you wanted to do uh em- trying to emulate certain voices?
2: Oh, dude, I, I spent countless I mean thousands of hours <laughs> in my bedroom, you know, listening to a tape front to back trying to sing just like Randy Travis oh, or yeah. George Just Many 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 hours and and you know, I look back on those and say that molded my voice to what it is today. I, I I don't know what I would sound mm-hmm. like if I didn't have those guys teaching me their drawl or their, you know, this type of regional accent. Yeah, I think, like I said, those, those kind of molded me, um, you know, over the years, just studying how well they did things, stuff that made me feel something. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to, to, like you said, emulate, emulate yeah. and um, you know, kind of see how. See how I stacked up? Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I learned to sing harmony by listening to Marty Rowe in uh, Diamond Rio. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh man, great band! Yeah. It's still great. Oh, we yeah. do shows with them from time to time, and they're they're still an amazing watch.
0: Uh, Dana Williams was on the show a couple weeks ago, and uh, he's hilarious. <laughs> yeah,
2: That's uh, all They're all pretty pretty great
0: witted. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this, um, Darren Knight. One of my, I mean, I can watch him anytime and just I, I can't quit laughing. Tell me about how that came about and not tell the fans, you know, that he recorded with you. And I'm fascinated to hear this story. Uh,
2: gosh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how the idea came up. I, well, I know that I've, I've watched his YouTube videos and just, yeah, I don't know, laugh, I laugh like an idiot sometimes at his stuff. You know, it's just <laughs> kind of off the cuff humor is pretty great, and it's so true. Um, it's great. I mean, he captures that. Yeah. If you weren't watching the video while li- listening to this guy's
1: voice, mm-hmm. you'd think that was, you know, that's, that's a real character. That's a real mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> um, but he's a great, great sense of humor. And I thought since we were kind of making something totally silly and, and obvious kind of poking fun at ourselves. Uh, I, I know that Mickey Jack cones and a couple others thought that guy would be great to at least ask to you know, be a part of that right. and uh, see if you can come up with something really clever and throw it on there for 20 seconds. And that's that's kind of how that came up on, Big, on Baby Got Back. I uh, say yeah, Baby awesome.
0: Got Back. Yes, people, if you didn't know that, Joe recorded Baby Got Back. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You.
2: you mentioned uh, YouTube suggestions on songs. Uh, I, I kind of learned my lesson about watching comments when it, comes, <laughs> when it comes to stuff like Baby Got Back because, you know, they're – there's 20 great and, you know, 20 great comments The people that get it and they sure. get kind of why we did it, the, the humor in it. Uh-huh. Like I said, we got to laugh at ourselves. But there's that one person after 20 or 25 comments that just wrecks you. It yeah. goes you know, for the jugular like, this is why country music is dead. It's like, a joke. It's a joke, man. We're just laughing. It's, it's silly. We're not meaning to make a statement out here with Baby Got Back. I'm just kidding.
0: It's not like you're releasing a single to Billboard with <laughs>
2: it. Yeah, it's not meant to go any further, than This will make you laugh
0: for 20 <laughs> seconds, hopefully. Oh, that's hilarious, man. It was, so tell me this. Is there a difference between the Joe Nichols of early 2000s and the way you approached things back then, whether it's the business or, or even your own shows and your say and what you had input on, and the Joe Nichols of
2: 2019? You know what? Uh, it's so funny. The, the more I learn, the softer my opinions are. Hmm. I think
1: when I started out, I had such firm opinions and such a, a, a firm grasp
2: on this is exactly one out of a live show.
1: Yeah.
2: And this is exactly what I want out of a record. And nowadays, after kind of learning more about myself, learning more about, you know, my fans and the country fan base as a whole, I think um, my my opinions matter less to me.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm more open
2: to hearing You know, something that works and something that doesn't. The one thing I I think that I've held on to for years, over the past 17 years, I guess, is that um, I I like good music. I like it when it's good and when it feels right to me. Whether or not it's successful is kind of an afterthought. What matters most is that I'm proud of it Mm -hmm. and that I'm comfortable sharing it with other people. Mm. Um, And that's not not from an insecurity place. That's coming from a, I guess, from a... I don't want to do anything that isn't worth everybody's time. Yeah. And, and back, back in those days, I think when I started off, I just wanted to be good. And it was almost like a competition with everybody. That was my contemporary. Yeah. Uh, previous artists and new artists. I wanted to be better than them live. I wanted to be, you know, I don't want to be too cool for school. I didn't want to be commercial enough where people were like, ah, it's a fad. Right. I wanted to be, you know, too cool for school. And a lot of times my show became boring. Because I wanted to over sing everything or, or play seven or ten songs in the show that most people wouldn't get mm-hmm. and they, sh- they they kind of brought the show to a screeching halt because there was seven ballads that nobody had ever heard before, but I sang them good. I don't want everybody to hear how country I am. yeah And that I, I can do this in the next I can't I just not, I don't think like that anymore. It's not a competition with other people anymore. It's about man, what I think is quality to me and what connects with, with other people. You know that's kind of why I do this. It's, a, you know, like I said, it's
1: a, it's a connection. What makes you feel something? Yeah. What makes me feel something? Deliberate, delivering it.
0: Wow, that's awesome, man. Um, <clears throat> well, Joe, as we wrap up, we do something with our artists, and we it's called rapid fire. So we'll call this rapid okay. fire with Joe Nichols. We'll I'll, I'll either give a statement or a, a, a short answer question. It's all in fun, okay. and uh, you just shoot off whatever you think of first. That sound fun? <laughs> <laughs> sound fun. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Uh, favorite concert you've ever been to as a fan?
2: Oh, favorite concert I've ever been to as a fan. Golly. I know, some of these Thank are God. tough. Mm, as a kid, man, my first concert that I remember well was uh, George Strait and Patty Loveless. Oh. And I'll never get that one out of my
1: head.
0: It was get pretty that great. Down. Patty opened up for George.
2: Yeah, man. Great, great tour.
0: And I was about to ask you who you're... <laughs> Who your favorite female artist of the 90s was? Ida Loveless. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I kid you not, that's mine too, man. Um, I used to have the biggest crush on her when I was in high school. <laughs> uh, and, man, she was a hit maker in the 90s.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And deserve the so, man. Great yeah. talent. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, man, great country singer.
0: Favorite venue you've ever played?
2: ah uh, well i think red rocks in denver is pretty cool oh
0: Plus, shoot man that is awesome like a couple times
2: yeah a couple times i've played there have been really really cool um i love billy bobs every time i play billy bobs i have a good time yeah I don't
0: remember it. Time. and uh, so many of your contemporaries record live albums there
2: yeah that's the place to do it man yeah. just the history the vibe everything yeah
0: wow um when you first arrived on the scene maybe even right when you got into Nashville, who was the one person that you really wanted to meet? Or I guess who was your, who was your, what was your first starstruck moment?
2: Meeting Merle Haggard for the first time. That was uh, him and Buck Owens. Oh, um, wow. Were two moments that I was like, wow, this is, this is really cool. Um, First time I met George Jones, believe it or not, was at uh, Buck Owens' place there in in Beggarsfield, at Crystal Palace. Yeah. Buck Owens was having this, um, he unveiled the ten bronze statues, and uh, it was the ten icons of country music. And uh, George Jones was one. He was there. Garth Brooks was another. He was there. when really he proposed to Trisha Yearwood. Oh wow! Um, and Merle Haggard and Buck Owens and Willie Nelson. It was a really cool night, and they invited me to play and you know play a couple of these songs by these artists. Uh, while they were there which is really intimidating wow but, i bet I mean, it was what
1: scared scaring to death God, but um i met merle haggard and,
2: and he was familiar with me and that made me feel like a million dollars like mm-hmm. this is crazy you're one of my all-time you know favorites you know hero
1: of mine and you know my name
2: yeah <laughs> and you're familiar with my music that's crazy that's amazing so that was that was a really big moment
0: for me. Speaking of that, this was on a side note. Uh, I was listening to an interview. It's probably been two years ago with Garth. And uh, the the person asking the interview said, uh, "Now, who, who do you like right now on Today's Country Radio? And he said Joe Nichols. <laughs> yeah, that, I forget who was interviewing him, but it was on TV. Wow,
2: well, that's that's really cool, man. He's been really good to me over the years. I, I've, um, I've heard him say that a few times in, in a few interviews going way back to Gosh, 2005, when tequila was out there. and,
1: oh, and
2: wow. Um, it's really cool to have somebody like Garth. Yeah. The, the, you know, the enormity of, of his uh, status in country music and among the fans to kind of give me a, a shout out. Like, I like yeah. this guy. People immediately go, all right, check him out. <laughs> that's, that's really cool.
0: Uh, and the last one, man favorite hit song to play live?
2: <laughs> or do you have one? Ooh. Man. I. <laughs>
1: it's man, it I, for different reasons. Yeah. I think, uh, obviously tequila mesh, your clothes fall off, you know, it's, it's an immediate reaction in right. the crowd
2: and it's, it's always fun. Uh-huh. I think, uh, sunny and 75 goes over great live. The energy is through the roof. Mm-hmm. People are moving, they're bouncing. It's crazy. Um, but I go back always to broken hearts. Just such a oh yeah fun song for me to sing because it's, it's been with me for gosh, 17 years. That was a, that was a I guess in two thousand three, so sixteen years, it, it, um, I don't know, man. Every night, I feel like right, this is my wheelhouse. This is my home right. base.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And do people still come up to you with stories about the impossible? Oh yes. Yeah,
1: I That's figured so.
2: One of the, one of the coolest things about what what I do, what we do is the, uh, like I said before, the connection with fans. Mm -hmm. And uh, that song, along with I'll Wait For You, have given me some great moments over the years from fans Mm -hmm. sharing their experience and their stories about that. Wow,
1: that's awesome. Well,
0: man, thanks so much for uh, calling into the show.
2: Yeah, man. that's Mm -hmm. my pleasure, brother. Thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah, so hopefully uh, we'll see each other on the road one day and I'll uh, tell you who I am. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good, man. All right, buddy, you have a good one.
1: See you, man. Bye-bye. Take care.
0: Kaya Vineyard and Winery announces its third annual Jeep Show, Jeeps in the Vines on Saturday, April 20th, 2019 from 11 to 5 p.m. at 5400 Town Creek Road in Dahlonega, Georgia. Beautiful Dahlonega, Georgia. Jeep owners, Jeep lovers, families, dogs, they're all welcome to enjoy live music, great food, and unique Jeeps at the third annual Jeep Show presented by Kaya Vineyard and Winery. Guests are welcome to shop from specialty vendors, participate in contests and raffles, and explore Kaya's Vineyard through our Jeep Vineyard Trail Ride. For just $25, register your Jeep in the Jeep Show and receive a swag bag with a free t-shirt, a koozie, stemless wine glass, trail ride token, and complimentary parking. Registered Jeeps are asked to arrive at 10 a.m. You don't drive a Jeep? Well, join us as a guest with $5 parking and enjoy in-house barbecue, wine, and beer available to purchase during the show. And Kaya wants your art to make the event shine. Artists and graphic designers of all ages are encouraged to participate in our Jeep Show logo contest. The winning design will be showcased on all event t-shirts. Plus, the contest winner and their three chosen guests will receive a free night stay in a newly renovated cabin at Dahlonega Resort and Vineyard, as well as four food tickets for the day of the event. Pretty cool, huh? Please submit contest entries to marketing at kayavineyards.com. That's marketing at kayavineyards.com. That's k-a-y-a vineyards.com. Kaya has also partnered with TLC Humane Society to sponsor dog and cat cat adoptions throughout the event and accept donations. Cash and check donations are welcome, as well as treats, toys, towels, and laundry soap. Last year, over $1,500 was raised to help our furry friends and multiple loads of goods were driven back to the shelter. Event will be held rain or shine. Vineyard Trail will be canceled, or may be canceled, if inclement weather occurs. No refunds will be given. And let me tell you, Dahlonega is a beautiful place for those of you that are interested in, in, in going to this event. It's a lot of fun, and it's it's all day, from 11 to 5 p.m., uh, great food, great music. It's something you don't want to miss. That's at Kaya Vineyard and Winery, and that's 5400 Town Creek Road, Dahlonega, Georgia. You can also visit their website at kayavineyards.com. That's K-A-Y-A vineyards.com. <laughs> Well, I hope you guys really enjoyed that interview with Joe. Uh, As you can tell, he's such a down-to-earth guy, just like us, right? Big shout-out to my local sponsors right here in my little small town who helped keep this show alive as well. you got Life's a Party Party Rental Company, Hyman Brown Insurance, Olivia Freeman with the Hardigree Team, Keller Williams and Atlanta Partners, Simmons Heating and Air, Chris Edwards with the Skincare Line of Rodan and Fields, Little Ward Funeral Home, Wilbanks Law Firm, El Perian Mexican Restaurant. Without these guys and without Kaya Vineyards, this show wouldn't be possible. So thank you so much to my sponsors. And if you live in this area, be sure you check out my local sponsors as well. They are the best of the best, and I couldn't brag on them enough. All right. I hope you enjoyed the show. Joe Nichols, be sure you check out his music. Go to iTunes, download his songs, uh, and, and share this with your friends. Let people know about this podcast. Please let people know on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever the case may be. If you're just sitting around right now and you're talking to some people, text them. Say, hey, you've got to check out this interview with Joe Nichols. Appreciate it so much. And I just I can't do it without the listeners. So thank you so much, listeners, my sponsors for your dedication to this show and to myself. Have a great week. Be sure you tune back in here next Sunday. Check out the other interviews in the archives. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. May God bless you, and may you truly have an amazing week. I'll see you soon.